0: Hello and welcome to the 215 Workman's Podcast. My name is Brother Robert Reynolds. I'm from Good Fight Baptist Ministries in Lipa City, Batangas, Philippines. This is the podcast of myself and Brother Landon Dunn. And uh, we appreciate you all being with us today uh, to hear this message that uh, that we have for you. And we pray that uh, it helps you to grow in grace and uh, learn how to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. Okay, so... Um, What I am going to do today is I am going to preach a little bit on a call to courage. A call to courage. Okay, so uh, let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. And let's read verses 6 to 12. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Verses 6 to 12. Starting in verse 6, the King James Bible says this, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God had not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner. But be thou partakers of the afflictions of the gospel, according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us. In Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death, and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, whereunto I am appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. And then verse 12, For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed, For I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Alright, so um, the books of 1st and 2nd Timothy, uh, they're called the Pastoral Epistles. uh, And they are part of the post-Acts period letters of Paul. Right, and, uh, and he was soon beheaded after these writings. The Apostle Paul wrote these two letters to Timothy, his son in the faith, whom he left at Ephesus to oversee the work there. The theme of Second Timothy may be taken from chapter 2, verse 3. Let's read that. Chapter 2, verse 3. Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Okay, so the theme could be a good soldier of Christ. And so uh, Paul is calling on Timothy to be a good soldier and courageous. Now, whether you know it or not, Whether you want it or not, at the moment you got saved, the moment you put your faith and trust in Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection, you enlisted in the Lord's army and you are a soldier for him. All right, now, uh, many Christians today. They profess to love the Lord and, you know, they're not ashamed of him or his testimony. But yet, when they get into a little bit of of persecution, uh, they want to cower instead of being strong in Christ. I myself am included. Um, Even the Apostle Peter was like this when he, uh, when he cussed and he denied Jesus three times, and the cock crew. Right, Matthew 26, verse 31 to 35, and Matthew 26, 59 to 65. Okay, so uh, let's look at number one stir up the gift of God that is in you. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Alright, so Paul reminds Timothy of his ministry and that it must continue fearlessly. You see that in verses 6, 8, and 12 wherefore i put thee in remembrance that so thou stir up the gift of god which is which is in thee by putting on of my hands and then verse 8 be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our lord nor of me as prisoner but be thou partakers of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of god right? and then verse 12 for the which cause i also suffer these things nevertheless i'm not ashamed for i know whom i have believed and i'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which i have committed unto him against that day. All right, so so Paul is telling Timothy to stir up that gift that is in you. In other words, he is saying, use it. Use that gift and do not be afraid to do so. Now, the gift that the Apostle Paul was talking about uh, it could be any one of the gifts that are listed um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and Romans chapter 12, verses 5 to 8. Uh, let's, let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we'll start in verse 4. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to the other, word of knowledge, by the same Spirit, to another, faith, by the same Spirit, to another, the gifts of healing, by the same Spirit, to another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, discerning of spirits. To another diverse kinds of tongues. I mean various. Uh, to another interpretation of tongues. And in verse 11. But all these worketh that one and the self same spirit. Dividing to every man severally. As he will. Now go to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. Or excuse me Romans chapter 12. And we'll read 5 to 8. Romans chapter twelve verses five to eight. So we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth or on teaching. And then verse eight, or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy, with cheerfulness. Okay, so, so now when it comes to these gifts, these gifts are uh, they're in two categories. Okay, you have the sign gifts and you have the stationary gifts. Okay, and I'm going to give these to you really, really quick. But uh, the sign gifts, these sign gifts are uh, no longer in use today. Uh, Remember that signs are for the Jew. Okay. So they ceased uh, when uh, the Bible was completed somewhere around 95 AD. Okay. So the sign gifts. And these are no longer around anymore. Okay. You have apostleship. There's no apostles today. Uh, Prophecy. There are no prophets today. Okay. Miracles. Miracles. Man cannot perform miracles. Um, God can, but man cannot. Uh, healing only God can heal. man cannot. you know and you know, you see all the time uh about faith healers, you know and and um, if if faith healers were real. How come they're not going to hospitals and things like that and, and um, healing people of, of COVID and whatever? Because they can't. Okay? And then you have discerning of spirits. And then you have word of wisdom and word of knowledge. Tongues. And interpretation of tongues. Okay? Those are the sign gifts. Okay, no longer around today. No longer in use. All right? And then you have the stationary gifts. These are in use today. Okay, You have teaching. You have helps, ministering. You have administration. You have evangelism. You have pastor, teacher, exhortation, giving, showing of mercy, and faith. Those gifts are in use today. I don't know which gifts that you have. And if you don't know, just ask the Lord. Ask the Lord to uh, show it to you. And in His timing, He will show it to you. Uh, And then when you find out what gift or gifts that you have, do not be afraid to use them. Why? It is because we have the spirit of power. Okay, go to Proverbs 28, verse 1. Proverbs 28, verse 1. Let's see. All right. Proverbs 28, verse 1 says, The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. See that there? Bold as a lion. And so where we lack this power, we are to ask for prayer. Just like Paul did in Ephesians chapter 6. Let's go there. Ephesians chapter 6. And um, we'll start in verse 18. Um, This is dealing with the whole armor of God. Uh, Starting in verse 18 praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance. And supplication for all saints. And for me that utterance may be given unto me. That I may open my mouth boldly. To make known the mystery of the gospel. For which I am an ambassador in bonds. That therein I may speak boldly. As I ought to speak. Alright. So. So please. 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 Pray for, for me. Pray for uh, Brother Landon, that the Lord will um, give us, give us that that uh, that that power. He He will increase that 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 power and uh, help us to to speak boldly as we ought to speak, holding nothing back. Amen? And then also, we should not be afraid to use the gifts or gift that that we're given because we have the spirit of love. We can love God and His Word even though there are others who do not like it. They do not like us and they will attack God's Word. They will attack us. They will spit in our faces. They will mock us. They will ridicule us. They will make fun of us. But we have the spirit of love. We can love the lost because we know their spiritual condition and we don't want anybody to die and go to hell. Amen. And we can love heavenly things. By putting our affection on things above. Amen. And then we should not be afraid to use that gift or gifts that's given to us by the Lord because we also have a sound mind. Sound means founded in truth, firm, strong, Not defective. Okay, And we have this sound mind. Because we have the true infallible. Without error preserved and inspired. Word of God in English. The King James Bible. Those who come up with. uh, And and use other perversions. Of God's word. Their sound minds. That God gave them. It's gone, left. The perversions are the product of losing that sound mind. Amen. And then, number two, be not ashamed of the testimony of the Lord. Second Timothy chapter one, verse eight. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. But be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. So what does it mean to be ashamed? Ashamed means confused by a consciousness of guilt or inferiority, by the mortification of pride, by failure or Disappointment. The apostle Paul. Was not ashamed. Look at Romans one sixteen. Romans one sixteen. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Now go back to our text verses. 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. The Apostle Paul, he was beaten, stoned, left for dead, shipwrecked. But look what he says in Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20, verses 22. To 24. And now behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. And then verse 24 But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself. So I might finish my course with joy and ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. See that there? None of these things move me. Those who believe on Christ should not be ashamed. Romans 10 verse 11. Romans 10 verse 11. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. If you believe Christ and his word Take a stand for it. What will that do to the testimony of Christ and your testimony as a Christian? Your stand might be all that it takes for someone to see that Jesus Christ is real and that He is not a joke. And it just might even Uh, They just might even put their faith and trust In him And His finished work For their salvation So be not ashamed And be partakers of the afflictions Of the gospel 2 Timothy 1 verse 8 2 Timothy 1 verse 8 Be not uh, therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me as prisoner, but be thou partakers of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. So, many afflictions, trials, persecutions, they will come our way. You know, uh, many think that once a person gets saved, then... Everything is going to be a-okay. Everything is going to be smooth sailing. But the fact of the matter is that once a person puts their faith and trust in Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection, that is when their troubles start. But don't, 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 don't Don't ever quit. Don't ever give up. I know, I know that it is hard. I know that there's a lot of things that go through your mind. But we can't quit. We can't give up. We got to keep going for the Lord. Amen. First Peter chapter four, verse sixteen says, Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let them not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Amen. Let you and I be like the apostle Paul. When he says, None of these things move me. Why is that? So that we can finish our course with joy. Take the acronym Joy, the J stands for Jesus first. The O stands for others next. And then the Y stands for yourself last. That is true joy. Amen. So let's you and I get rid of the animosity that we might have towards someone that that has hurt us so that we can finish our course with joy. Amen. And now I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something about suffering. You know, um you know there is there is a millennial reign. All right? But that millennial reign is an earned reward. Okay? It's not automatically given. So let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12. There is a condition for this millennial reign. Look at verse 12. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, He also will deny us. So, if, 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 if we suffer for Christ, we will reign with him. Now, look at the the second part of verse 12. If we deny him, he also will deny us. So, how can a person deny Christ? Look at Titus one sixteen. Titus one sixteen. they profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient, and unto every good work reprobate. Now what does reprobate mean? Reprobate, notice the root, re, do it again, do it over. Okay, and then you have probate. Now, when I was hired on as an armed security guard, uh, for the, the first six months that I was there, I was on probation. And so during my six months of probation... I was being watched. I was being tested. And I could be fired for just about anything. All right, so so what reprobate means is rejected to be tried or tested again. Okay? So they profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him. We as Christians, we are saved to do good works for the Lord. We don't do good works to be saved. We don't do good works to keep salvation. We do good works because we are saved. Amen? I'll show you that. Um, Go to Ephesians chapter 2. And we'll start in verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Okay, so you see there that a person in this dispensation, in this church age, saved by grace through faith, not by our works. So, how anyone can say that, you know, we are saved by, by, uh, Repeating a prayer or, or uh, water baptism or uh, being a local church member or giving to the Lord's work or whatever we do. I, I do not understand how they can say that unless, unless all they are really trying to do is to make themselves feel good because they did something. But you see that salvation is a gift. It's a gift from God. You don't work for gifts. Amen. And then verse 10. This tells us why we are saved. For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Amen. We should walk in those good works. But now, let me just say here too that, that um, if someone professes to be saved, uh, but yet they're not doing anything for the Lord, that does not mean that they are not saved. Alright? Uh, that's Lordship Salvation. You know uh, that teaching says that you know if if someone says they're saved but yet they, they commit sins and all this other, uh, then they are not saved because they did not make the Lord the Lord of their life. But once a person gets saved, the Lord becomes their Lord. They don't make him their Lord. Whether they want to acknowledge him as their Lord, that is up to them. Okay? So we shouldn't say that that person is not saved. Okay? So number three, uh, be courageous because God called us with an holy calling. Okay? Second Timothy chapter 1 and our text verses. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 9. Who has saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Alright, so let me just say right here, um, that ministry, no matter what it is, pastor, uh, evangelist. Uh, piano player, uh, Sunday school teacher, whatever the case may be, it is not a job. Okay? Ministry is a calling from God. And it's not because of our works. That God calls us. He calls us. For his purpose. And. Grace. Amen. Look at 2 Timothy 1 verse 9. 2 Timothy 1 verse 9. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works. But according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Now go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that Love God to them who are the called according to his purpose. 29. For whom he did for know he also did predestinate. To be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So we are saved to serve. And do good works. For the Lord. Not to sit around and do nothing. Will doing nothing bring glory and honor to the Lord? I think not. So let's you and I, let's, uh, let's do something for the Lord. Whether it be passing out tracts or, or uh, talking to people about Christ, uh, witnessing, whatever the case may be, let's do something. Let's do something for the Lord and bring Him glory and honor. Amen. But but you say the Lord will never use me. I am too low on the totem pole. He is not going to call me for anything. Well, let's look at first Corinthians chapter one. First Corinthians chapter one verses twenty-six to thirty one. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. And in verse 31 that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. So, not many, not many noble, those way up here are called, not many wise men after the flesh. Are called, but God calls the weak, the lowly, those that are despised by the world. That's who God calls. Amen. So Ask the Lord, ask the Lord what He wants from you, what He wants you to do, amen? He'll show you in His time. Now, I want to show you, go to Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11, verse 29 For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. So what that means is God's gifts, God's calling. He will never change his mind about it. If he's called you into some sort of ministry, he's called you. He's not going to change his mind. So let's not change our minds either. Amen? Let's not. Let's not give up. Alright? And then, be courageous because Christ abolished death. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10. 2 Timothy 1, verse 10. But is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death, and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Death is the end of physical life. It, it could be uh, spiritual death as well, the second death. Um, and death is no respecter of persons. It does not matter if you're young, old, in good health, or bad. We all could just be one heartbeat away from death. But just remember that Christ abolished death. You know, He died that cruel, horrible death on that cross shed every precious drop of his blood, was buried, and then on the third day, he rose from the dead. And if you are saved, one day you will rise with him. Amen. You will rise to be with him one day, forever and ever and ever and ever and that is a very very long time so the doctrine the doctrine of the resurrection is so very important because without it Christ is not resurrected those who died for Christ would have died in vain and our preaching would be in vain Look at 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 12 to 18. Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is Christ not raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. Verse 19. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Christ abolished death. And so you and I, you and I who are saved, we have nothing to fear when it comes to death. Because the Apostle Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So let's you and I be steadfast in the faith. Abounding in the work of the Lord. Amen. Your labor is not going to be in vain. Let's be unmovable. Unmovable. Amen? Look at 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-five to 58 O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren... Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. Keep going. Keep going for the Lord and never ever quit. Amen. Praise God. So... Without putting your faith and trust in Christ and His death, burial, and resurrection, you will die in your sin and you will wake up in hell with no opportunity ever again to change your mind about Christ. You will stand before God the great white throne judgment and then after that you'll be cast into the lake of fire which is the second death. Do you want that? Christ died for you. He shed every precious drop of his blood for you. He was buried for you. He rose again the 3rd day for you so that you could have an opportunity an eternal life. But you have to put your faith and trust in him and his death burial and resurrection. Don't wait another second because your next breath is no guarantee. And then, be courageous because you know whom you have believed. 2 Timothy 1, verse 12. 2 Timothy 1, verse 12. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. You know, uh, many, uh, they will will come into uh, church services uh, and uh, they will sing. They will sing, standing on the promises of Christ my King. But yet when the services are over and they go home they start getting into trials and tribulations and then they'll be like oh woe is me why are you putting me through this Lord but whatever happened to standing on the promises of Christ my King you know one promise That he made you and I. Is that he would never leave us. Nor forsake us. Amen. He cannot and will not ever lie. He will not leave us. Even though your friends, family, relatives, whatever. They may leave you. They may forsake you. But the Lord is right here. He's with you everywhere that you go. So let's be courageous. And let's stand on the promises of God. Amen. All right, so that is a call to courage. Before we go, uh, I I want to play a song for you. This is sung by... Uh, the Drummond family, and it's called Under Control. We pray that it's a blessing to you. God you know no matter what no matter what you go through The Lord knows it. He knows all about it. Don't ever quit don't ever give up because one day one day we're gonna be with the Lord forever and ever and ever and all of this that we go through in this life this suffering and trials tribulations it's going to be worth it all when we see Jesus face to face. He knows. The Lord knows what you are going through. The Lord knows what I am going through. He has allowed it. And so we need to trust Him and allow Him to get us through anything that we go through from start to finish. Amen. So don't give up. Thank you so very much uh, for being with us today. Thank you for your prayers for, for me and my family, for Brother Landon, his family. Uh, please continue to pray for this ministry, in a, um, for this podcast. Pray that, that God will use this podcast mightily. For his glory. Amen. All right. Thank you so very much. Until next time. God bless you.